0: It's game time. This is the game on News Radio, KMAN. Travion, tread lightly because uh, David G is in a sour mood right now. Mm. He came in the studio a bit hot. And it's not because of the results of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on <laughs> Friday. It's not that. I
1: am still sore on that one, but yeah, I. Both of you, just watch your mouth, you know, because I've been. I shouldn't even be drinking this,
0: pop. I shouldn't be drinking it, but it's a dollar, dude. Charge me a dollar. He couldn't believe a a a soda pop, can of soda pop, was a dollar. Like and he's hot. Sometimes be
1: own people. It's not like I bought the pop down at the store. I bought right here, right in the back here, and it's a dollar. Give me I, a break.
0: I also had a similar thing where I thought it was 75 cents and I didn't have enough.
1: Dude, I go, what the
0: heck's going on here, man? What is this, communist China? A dollar for a pop? Well, who, who if you have three quarters, how do you not have a fourth one? This isn't like you're standing in line to play pinball.
1: I yeah. disagree. I think I always have three quarters. I have I always, always one have about short. Eighty-seven cents. Some why for some reason, I'm. O- I'd always be a quarter short. Seventy-five cents. That's the going rate for pops. If it's not enough, you need to go to the pop guy. Don't squeeze it out of me. You know the consumer, John Q. Customer. I don't listen. I don't have it, man. I had to steal it from somebody off their desk. Do you understand? I just create. You stole the I dollar. Just, I just, I just committed crime. Was it Big Steve? I'm not gonna say because I'm gonna have to pay him back tomorrow, and I'm just gonna leave it and just hope that they don't notice. Listen, <laughs> don't you go go to Dr. Pepper and say, Doc, we gotta work something out here, man. Your prices are well. Here's a little a, weird.
0: Hear me out cuz I've I've said this to Troy a few times. I mean, every morning and every afternoon, he's hauling in a couple of liters. Yeah. of Diet Coke. Yeah. And I'm like, but he goes to the convenience store every day yes. to go get that. I'm like, why don't you him- go to a store and buy it? Or yeah. Like a regular grocery store where it's cheaper. Right. I see him every morning. Mhm.
1: I think for him it is the um it's like the ritual, you know, of like Going in. Guess he gets a snack it. as well while, or I, something to eat. I think it's just going in and it's part of his morning routine. Also, if you had a backstock of Diet Coke, you would see how quickly you go through an entire like thing of Diet Coke and it would probably scare him. Because when I see him roll up every day with the pop, my A1C just skyrockets. I'm just like, oh my God. Um, but he I think if he actually calculated how much he's drinking he wouldn't like it it wouldn't be it wouldn't oh be, i'm
0: sure you know? so well he's even said it he's like i got a problem yeah hey, that's what, hell you know, maybe he you know?
1: go if he just go two by two you don't have a problem you're only drinking
0: two what's the big deal you know in the year since i started i've never seen him get a snack at shortstop really <laughs> which yeah. is just that, the soda. Man.
1: Yeah. The, there ain't one healthy snack in a gas station unless they have no. fresh fruit. It, Actually, nothing.
0: I've started seeing some cold cases with like some fruits and veggies in there, some cheese or. Oh, you know. really? At yours tray? I know there's like pineapple and like. Well, there you go. Green oh, peas or? I'll something. take a well, little, apparently. I'll
1: take some chopped uh, pineapple. How much is that going to be? Ringing up, sir. Five dollars. Uh, that'll be thirty-five dollars <laughs> and
0: seventy-two cents. I think I'd have read in one of those uh, reports mm-hmm. that uh, pineapple's bad for your teeth. What? No way. And, of course, you know, the next week then there's another report that's like, well, pineapple actually whitens your teeth. Yeah, actually, you should so be So it's the brushing. complete opposite. Yeah. You should be brushing
1: with a chunk of pineapple every day. Dude. Polish it off, yeah. Uh-huh. My littles love some pineapple.
0: That stinks, dude. Man, now I want some pineapple. Me Not too. on a pizza. No. Not on a pizza.
1: God, No. It's like just stop with your oh you're gonna get fancy with my food like I don't I'll do more than cheese but yeah. I'll do less than pineapple
0: w- warm fruit or hot fruit weird it's gross weird dude. fruit meant to be cold yeah other than maybe what about apples apple and apples and yeah. uh, now
1: that's uh, and that's a more
0: cherry pie is not good.
1: No, I don't like cher- – and I don't like when they put cherry tomatoes in pasta and, like, you know, they, like, roast them up and they get all, like, gooey and weird, dude.
0: I don't mm. hate it. I don't hate it. I hate it. Well, I've thought about um, investing in, a like, a vending machine or two just yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it'd just be, like, a soda one and a snacks one or whatever. I'm not pr- putting any fruits or vegetables in my – my vending machine.
1: Oh, hell no. Nah. You got to go for the high sodium, high sugar stuff.
0: I was shopping around, though. Like, vending machines are not cheap. No. They're, that's why most businesses rent them. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, to have um, fruit and veggies, don't you need a refrigerated... Uh, vending machine. Yeah, you I don't need know one of those with a little like
1: window thing that you like pull back that because normal
0: vending machines don't have that. I don't think no. that's another thing. Like if you get a soda vending machine or like you know, Gatorade water, it's got to be refrigerated, no. right? Oh, so of course, yeah. you know. Well, as long as I just have to plug it in and not pay that bill, yeah, I just get the money. I, I'm just you know I have to pay for the snacks and the and the beverages to restock it. That's it. I mean, I don't think I think that'd be a pretty good investment. Dude, it would. Maybe take some time to make some money, but that's that's why it's that's investment. Spend money to make money.
1: You run an extension cord to somewhere close, (laughs) plug it in, and if somebody comes by and go, hey, you got own that? No, oh, you know, you don't know. I don't know who does that. You don't want to put that bill, then you'll never make any money on this investment ever. I can't imagine. You buy the thing. What'd you say? It was like forty six hundred bucks.
0: I was looking online. Like Sam's Club sells brand new vending machines, and for a thirty two selection vending machine, like thirty two spots. That's a lot. Without a credit card reader, is four thousand six hundred dollars. That's
1: a lot of. uh, uh, That's a lot of selections.
0: But I'm like, I might have to get the credit card reader, because who carries around cash, really, these days? Do do college kids carry around much cash? No, dude. I never do. I
1: stole money today to get a pump. And I'm not even supposed to be drinking this thing. My wife's going to
0: kill me. She She's putting you on the no soda diet?
1: Done. Unless, like, it, like, I can do the zero sugar, zero, like, those ones, which they are fantastic. The technology that goes into making zero sugar stuff. Is so good nowadays. Like it it used to be. Like, well, of course, sentence.
0: The artificial stuff is is apparently pretty bad for you. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Like the diet, like diet sodas, whatever they put in it to Uh, keep the flavor is pretty bad for you. We
1: usually do. Like, like I've just avoided pop. I took the Mitch Fortner out and just stopped drinking it and said, "Hey, I'm just not going to do it." Um, But every once in a while, I get a little little boost and get me a pop but not, I'm not walking around with like bags of money here. A dollar for a pop? That's what do I look like? Jeff Bezos, dude. Come on. Man, I'm taking it to the top. I'm going to I am going to go to the very top person at vending and I'm going to let them have it, dude. I'm going to say, the next time you up the the money, the up the prices on my stuff, I'm going to light you up online, and I'm going to light you up on the air, boy. I'm Man. Get out of that office.
0: Sounds like we need to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a lot more often. <laughs> DG needs dollars.
1: Yeah, dude. In fact.
0: We'll have you answer five trivia questions every day to earn a dollar.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, Sarah would hate that. Dude, could you just break a dollar for me, though, and give that quarter to
0: B? Well, that's the thing. I, I I owe you guys money for your prize money. I don't, I got to go to like a bank and get cash. Dude, so you... Did, I forgot to activate my new debit card. I haven't done it yet. You
1: keep on him because he's going to do this. Yeah,
0: soon Trey's going to start pushing me around and asking me where his money is. Where's my money? Where's my money? Put your head in the vice. Oh, gross. Casino style. <laughs> I'm going to bust my hand up. Dogs.
1: Dogs, can you hear me? Dogs. <laughs> Welcome to the Head game. Yeah. Welcome
0: to the game, Mitch Fortner, David G, Travion Berkland. It's just us three today, as Trey is out. The phone number is five three seven thirteen fifty. Hour number two. I want to get to, uh, you know, what Coach Kleiman said at Media Days. That was the potential advancing, just getting started on the offensive side of the football. How does the offense advance in 2023 now i, I want to call out one guy in particular that's actually been getting noticed recently for his potential of playing in the nfl someday Ooh. but i think is a is a real anchor to the progression of the k-state offense let's start with basketball though here in the first hour this past week in the nba summer league actually they're done there's one more game taking place today when it comes to the summer league but when it comes to You know the recent guys into professional basketball, Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel. Their run in the summer league is now done. I got to say, it was an interesting run, to say the least. Interesting Mm -hmm. run for for Marquise Noel. Uh, Like Marquise Noel does, he made headlines Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much every game. He made some sort of headline, some good, some not so good. We talked about it last week. The not so good one was when he. I, I think people were headlining it. Tried to pull a, a CP three of when, uh, or thought he was Steph Curry when Marquise Noel, who we saw him do it a bunch this past year, would take a three, turn around, start running to the other end of the court before the ball goes in, oh. and every time before this past week it went in. Yeah, he was that good. Yeah. Well, this last time he tried, uh, and maybe he stops doing it. I don't know. I don't think that'd be the Marquise. W- Marquise Noel of doing things, of just stopping it after one failure. But he missed it. It breaked off the glass, did not hit rim. And uh, like you said, like NBA Twitter can be kind of nasty. Ooh. They roasted him. Yeah, uh, they I, know, I felt bad him. for him. They got him. Marquise Noel, game one in the Summer League, was fantastic. Games two and three, and okay. It, yeah. like, you know Some good things, some not so good things. And then game number four, which they played five to Toronto, so did everybody. Uh, But he only played in four. So did Grady Dick. They were both held out of the fourth game. Well, Marquis Snowwell comes back in game number uh, four for him. And he scores 17 points and 12 assists. I mean, double-double points and assists. We've seen him do it a bunch. He had done it one time prior in the summer league. And now he finishes off very strong. And by the way, back to the highlight plays. The one that we saw in the last game was a behind-the-back dribble to himself. And then the I think it was the Golden State Warriors thought the ball was going to Grady Dick. Nope. There was a trailer coming down the middle of the lane. Got it to him. Dunk City Ooh-wee. and won. And Marquise Noel continues to wow. Despite his ups and downs, finishes with 12 points per game. Seven assists, and with this previous game, he upped his three-point field goal percentage to thirty-three percent. College—that's that's about average, mm. maybe slightly below. I don't know exact numbers, but not bad, not too bad. Of course, NBA, you're looking for a higher percentage than that. You know, Grady Dick averaged fourteen points a game, just tw- uh, two better uh, than Marquise Noel. The real blemish was the turnovers. He had six in the last game. He averaged four turnovers a game. Hey. Not beautiful. Not great, but and I've said it many times. He anytime he turns over the basketball, he typically will make up for it. He right. usually does. Uh, with that, all that being said, the ups and the downs. Uh, this was reported by, um, gosh, I lost his name, but he is a beat writer for the uh, the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. Ups and downs in the summer league, but speaking to people in the Raptors' front office about Noel, they haven't been this excited about an undrafted player since Van Vliet. Whoa. Which is, to bring up the Van Vliet comparison is too easy Uh, because there's just too many comparisons from getting just the the route to get to the NBA, undrafted two-way contract, their size, a lot of similarities. But they also feel... His game is well beyond his years. He is ahead of time when it comes to his development. Yes. So that's why the Raptors, the the potentially they see in him, that's why it's so high right now. That's why they couldn't wait to get him on the phone to get <laughs> that's north awesome. of the border. His game is well ahead of his time. Yes. And I,
1: the Fred VanVleet thing, he even kind of looks like him. But they, you know, like it's so funny, and and from a school in Kansas and all that stuff. I really, I was surprised at how well that game did translate to the NBA. I thought Marquise was going to, it was either going to flow just like it did, or it was going to be a huge embarrassing mistake, and they were going to go, oh great, you know, it's not going to work out. I thought he looked amazing. I know it's a lot of turnovers, but uh, Troy said it. They threw those guys together. They just kind of th- here you go, roll it out and let's play. Um, that's not, I, I think that adds to the factor of turnovers and the way he plays the game. I mean, of course, um, being the point guard, you want to see that those numbers, those turnover numbers, way down. But I cannot wait until they open up this can of Marquise Noel all over the NBA. I can't wait. I think this is going to be amazing. And I'm here for it,
0: man. Meanwhile, for Keontae Johnson, who also signed a um, a two-way contract, averaged 13 points in each game, averaged five rebounds a contest. In all the games he played, four games he played in Vegas, he only turned the ball over one time Wow! in all the games combined. I loved that stat. Mm -hmm. Did run into foul trouble in a couple of games. Um, it really his only blemish i thought was that he did struggle to shoot the three a little bit didn't shoot it a ton but it wasn't a good percentage just 22 percent but he only shot it nine times right but it wasn't the prettiest and he can definitely do better than that we know he can um but keontae johnson is certainly on his way he was impressive as well uh there are actually three other former wildcats competing in the summer league barry brown was playing for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he also coming off the bench in four games. He had nine and a half points per game in 19 minutes of contest. Xavier Sneed uh, was playing for the Hornets Summer League team. Pretty quiet, even though he did get quite a quite a few minutes off the bench, I would say, just about 20 uh, per game. Uh, but he was only averaging four points a game. And then Mark Smith, foot in the door, an opportunity, um playing for the Nuggets, off the bench, very sparingly, didn't get to play a whole lot uh, in form summer league games. So that's really all there was uh, really to report from uh, the NBA summer league.
1: It's amazing what one season will do. I totally forgot Mark Smith played for the Cats until
0: Dude, last week. <laughs> he was He was the shortest rebounds leader in Big 12 history. That's crazy. crazy,
1: man. How could you forget Mark Smith? I know. I totally forgot. I totally blanked on him. And then, because I saw somebody like Cats in the Summer League, and I saw a picture. I was like, who's that? Oh,
0: my God. That's Mark Smith. By the way, you're totally right. Fred Van Vliet and Marquise Noel look crazy similar. Okay. Yeah. If you put him, if you put Marquise,
1: Fred Van Vliet, and Marquise's brother in a room, I, I... I dare you to tell me who they are, who names they are.
0: Let's see. I, I think Marquise has a bit of a darker complexion. Uh-huh. uh they like hairstyle. Hair hairline is yeah, the same. And,
1: and they're like, they have a goatee. They both have Rocky goatee. And they're both like kind of stocky, you know?
0: Stocky. Yeah. Yeah. Think maybe Fred has a little bit of a bigger nose. Yeah, I, Fred Van Fleet is definitely a Noel somewhere down the line. Well, here's the difference. Here's how you tell the difference: is it's the tattoos. The tattoos. Uh, Marquise has a few. Right. Uh, Fred has a sleeve. Right. On the left arm.
1: Well, just wait till he cashes that first NBA check, and then we'll see.
0: Let's keep it rolling with basketball because this story completely flew under the radar for me last week. I completely forgot this was happening. But the NCAA talking NCAA tournament expansion. What? The details are up next. It is the game on KMAN. KSA football talk coming up in hour number two, including a blindly ranking five. I'm going to put, uh, once again, DG to the task of. Ranking five things, but it's one at a time, and he doesn't know what's coming next. Whoa! Whoa. Now, the, the topic of that blindly ranked five has to do with my 5'10 on a player that I think that'll lead K-State to expanding the offense in 2023. May not be like the guy, but a very crucial piece into expanding the offense in 2023. It's the game on K-Man, Mitch Fortner, David G., and Travion Berkland. I totally forgot these meetings were even taking place this past week. Maybe a little bit distracted by Big 12 Media Days, which, by the way, uh, SEC Media Days taking place today. Um, I believe it began today. Uh, in Nashville, and announced that uh, next year it's going to be in Dallas. Oh! Shout out to Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Already
1: just running the show. Yeah, yeah,
0: whatever their plan is for this past media days in the last 10 or whatever, you just get to do the same for mm-hmm. SEC. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes good for their media. Yeah. Um, but the um, the NCAA Division One Men's Basketball Committee Talks over the I shouldn't say the last three days. It was three day over three days uh, in a meeting last week, and a big topic was the NCAA tournament and talks of them expanding the NCAA tournament further than sixty eight teams, where we currently stand right now. Now, I will say that the organization said that they feel that the expanding the field is not imminent right now, Mm -hmm. right now, as in it's not going to happen. They're going to further discuss it in meetings later down the road. As a matter of fact, they're not scheduled to meet again until uh, I think it's October, not until the fall. But they might have other meetings uh, before then, so we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, the way we got here, this is what this is why this whole conversation has officially been started once again, and that is because it became an official talking point in January when the NCAA Division One Transformation Committee released this giant report. It was like 25 pages long. And it was a variation of recommendations. And one of the recommendations for college sports was that they would start allowing 25% of teams in sports with at least 200 schools to compete in championship events. So like the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, well, Division I Men's Basketball has like 360 teams. Mm -hmm. So you take... 25% 25% of that, and, I mean, you're at 90, teams just about. Uh, well, I mean, it's 360, of course, divided by 4 is 90, but it's not exactly 360. It's like 363 or something like that. So they they decided to go ahead and take that recommendation and talk about it. You know, the NCAA is actually – the topic of expansion I mean that's been an ongoing topic I mean really the last couple of decades Sixty fourteen started in 85 65 so the playing game game for a 16 seed was in 2001 and then expanded again to 68 in 2011 but it's not like the talks haven't stopped so commissioners are interested coaches are kind of kind of split on expansion I mean if you get to the point of 90 teams, I mean, I, I'm kind of split on this as well because I mean, if, if you ask commissioners, the money's worth it. Conferences like the Big 12 are getting $2 million a game mm-hmm. that the Big 12 plays in. They played in 16 games. $32 million is coming their way by getting teams in the inside of NCAA tournament. Now conferences are expanding. It's more opportunities to get more teams into the field. You expand the field, that's more games for these teams to play. I mean, there's there's a, a major benefit, I'm sure, of making a lot more money. I mean, the, the, just the math is there. And I understand that. And I'm sure if you ask Brett Yormark that question, which I don't think has yet, really, I'm sure he would definitely be willing to talk about it. He's all about extending the brand, making money. I'm sure this is right up his alley. I'm sure he would at least listen to every pitch or the full pitch that you have if you want expansion. But I'm also like, you know... Big reason I hate conference realignment is it's because it's screwing everything up. felt like we had it the right way, got all the rivalries we wanted it, things were spread out geographically, it felt right. Right now, the NCAA tournament feels pretty close to right. I mean, you have three weekends, of course, building up to the Final Four, the final weekend, plus, of course, the first four, so the play-in games. Actually, I think that's maybe the one part of it I would change. Instead of having 16 seeds play each other for these buy-ins games nobody care about, they always lead off, and unless they're a good game, you're probably not going to get great ratings. I'm sure the TV, I'm sure CBS would love to have just all bubble games or all bubble teams play each other for the playing games. The 16 seeds, it's like, well, they're going to get bounced anyway in the first round. I don't care. We don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the one change I would make. But I'm like, you know, if you start expanding to 90 teams. All these teams that you're going to put in the tournament, they don't have a shot at winning the national championship. 11 seeds don't have a shot at winning the national championship. To me, it doesn't make the tournament better.
1: And I don't know how I'm supposed to fill out a bracket with 90 teams on it. My handwriting is – I like to write big. So that's where I'm solely at is whether or not I can fill out a bracket. I don't – what – like – what I care about and the sanctity of the thing—the thing—is an invite, or or you earn the right to play in this tournament. And with the play-in stuff, and then they just keep expanding the field every year. Who cares? Let every, let everybody in. Let all 360 teams or whatever. Let them all in. Let JUCOs in. Let high school teams in. If we're if all we're talking about is because you make money being on the tournament, let everybody in. Let's all make some cash, dude. Let the whole let the whole dang college let let teams from Japan, Germany in, Argentina, let them all in. Let's do a thousand teams in the tournament. Why don't we? If you I want this thing to be elite and I want it to be it, it was nice at 64. You, the 64-team thing was fantastic for me. When they started this play-in game stuff, I said, man, it's going to keep going. They're going to have 100 teams in this tournament, and that is stupid. It's supposed to be special. You are either are you either won your conference tournament or you were, you were really good and you got selected. That's why Selection Sunday is such a big deal, and it's cool. And when your team's in it, you're like, oh, man. And they're all sitting there watching TV, and they're like, oh, man. We're playing, yeah. They're, you know, some small schools going to play Duke, and they're super happy. Who cares? They're going to lose, but they're happy to be in the tournament. Just let it all open. If we're talking just money, let them all in. Who cares? I mean,
0: we're already towing the line, and I know, like you know, college football. If you're five hundred, you got a chance to go to. You're you're going to a bowl game, but these bowl games, you know, they're you know, they're not great. I mean, it's Uh not a it's not a New Year's Six bowl. You know, it's just. It's almost like a participation trophy. It you know? It's games that don't matter. Right. It, they, they really don't. But in the NCAA tournament, games matter. And we're already towing the line of getting 500 teams in, mm-hmm. as an at-large bid. I mean, where, what was West Virginia's record when they made the tournament this year? I mean, they were, felt like they were a bubble team, but I don't even think they showed up on the bubble no. when it was Selection Sunday. And I think they were like, I have to take a guess, but it felt like they were like 19-15. and 15. Yeah. And then they went out there, and what do they do?
1: Lost the first game, get
0: crushed.
1: It's so funny. You always think it's going to be some team that wasn't supposed to be there or whatever, but it's normally not. It's normally a small school that you know was actually a pretty good basketball team. They've been together for like four years or whatever. That's who makes the deep runs. I'm sick of it. I want them to go back to 64 and make it special. And every year people get shut out, they get left out, and for for dumb reasons. That's the way it goes. Sorry. K State's been on the end of that so many times that I'm I just don't feel bad for other teams.
0: Well, oh, West Virginia got in because of the strength of the conference, of course. Well, I mean course. that was you know the best the Big Twelve has has ever been, and West Virginia got in at nineteen and fifteen. Jeez, so I, I was right or nine? I guess nineteen and fourteen. The nineteen and fifteen was with their their um, their last loss. I think that was what to Maryland. Um. In the in, it doesn't matter. It's whatever. I, I think, and they got it. I mean, and they were also a nine seed. Yeah. In, in the NCAA tournament, in nineteen and fourteen, they were terrible. I, I mean, I I think sixty eight teams is as far as you need to go. And you're right. Like try to fill out a ninety team bracket, dude. There's no um, way. That's not fitting on one no. sheet of paper.
1: You're gonna have to let. You're gonna have to let the computer. You're gonna have to type it in. You know what I mean? Like you'll have to type it. On some computer thing to get it done, a ninety team, no way. And then for people that run NCAA pools, a
0: ninety team.
1: That- oh yeah, try <laughs> to grade
0: all that. Ah! Well, and you're also the the buy-in games are. I shouldn't say the buy, I, you know, the first four. Uh huh. Call it by its formal name is fine, and I get asked all the time because I run it at the right here at the radio station. I run our pool or whatever, and I get asked every year, do I? Pick the playing games. So I was like, do whatever. Do whatever. whatever if you think they're going to make the round of thirty-two, then you can sure pick those teams. If not, just leave them be. Yeah, because it doesn't even really feel like they're counted as NCAA. I mean, that's that was another question. Like, does this officially count towards your NCAA tournament record? I think officially, yeah, it does. It does but yeah. it was used to be called the first round for a couple of years, and right. then the second, the first round was then the second round. It was a whole mess. That was
1: stupid. That year or the couple so of years, I think K State that,
0: played in the first four one of those years. Wake
1: Forest, right? Yeah, uh, that was. Danny Manning. When they said that was the first round, I got so angry. That was that's so stupid. Hate that. Now, I mean, I've been really negative today. That pop for a dollar set me off, man. Can we talk about something?
0: Is the caffeine helping? Yeah, I am. Does like, that does that uh, does that get usually get you fired up? Yeah, get you awake?
1: Fi- yeah, I'm getting pretty fired up. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about something that is like fun though?
0: Oh well, I mean, what I have scheduled next isn't fun. <laughs> it's it's some bad news for Purple and Black. Oh no. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, we'll, we'll briefly touch on it. We'll we'll try to uh, can, we'll try to limit the anger from DG with this uh... news about Purple and Black coming up next. So during the break, DG and I were just uh, going over the Marshall series that K-State football had back in the 2000s decade. 03, 05, and 06 were the games. Whew. And I was just kind of scrolling through all the old Marshall seasons because that that year that K-State lost to Marshall in 2003 where Al Roberson was injured, 2 weeks prior to that they went to number 12 Tennessee and lost by 10. Mm-hmm. I mean they're very competitive. And then the next year uh for Marshall, that was the last year for Bob Pruitt I believe in 2004. They had back-to-back road games at number 9 Ohio State and at number 3 Georgia. They lost the Ohio State game by 3 <laughs> and then lost the Georgia game 13 to 3. I mean what a what a competitive Team what Marshall were, used to be.
1: What were we doing <laughs> scheduling those guys? <laughs> like that was like that team, and then Fresno State as well. We oh, had yeah. no business playing. Got swept those. by Fresno State. Those guys handled K State. I had no business scheduling those guys.
0: But the reason that topic got brought up because right before, right at uh, when the break started, I, I've put together all these uh, highlight. What I call highlight bumpers. You're home for K-State Athletics. And then you could hear the – that that clip was from Justin McKinney intercepting a pass at the end of the Marshall game in 2005. Justin McKinney. And what – I mean, that game. That game was like, are we really going to lose this game on the road <laughs> at Marshall? Are they really going to go up 2 nothing on us? <sighs> after we should have ran out the clock and instead the ball gets fumbled. I can't remember who it was. Was it Alan Webb or – who who fumbled that ball towards the end of that game? And Marshall's driving down the field, and they should score. Twenty seconds left. They're down. What was the final score? Tw- was it a two point game? And they could have kicked a field goal, but instead try throwing a pass to pick up some yards. Intercepted by Justin McKinney. <laughs> I've never. I don't know. I've ever felt so relieved <laughs> about a game and about an ending to a game than that one. Oof. I think 2014 Iowa State comes into mind Mm. where Jake Waters ran in the go-ahead score Oh yeah! and just had to hang on for dear life at the end. I was like, man, I was so pumped. I was so pumped after that. That was a week two game, if Uh I remember right.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of game where I bet you those guys, they didn't even shower. They said, let's get out of here. Let's go before they change their mind, fellas.
0: Man, you know who also used to be good? Miami, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I love Mac football. Oh yeah, the Macian. Well, I, Miami Ohio back then was in. Uh, well, uh, no, actually, Marshall was a Mac team back yeah, then. Yeah, but Mar- I remember Miami Ohio used to be like a top ten team back Dude, in those days. And, and those games, Ben Roethlisberger was that Ben roth Yeah, that would have been Ben Bur- Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. They had. Um they had a
1: lot of, like, those games on Thursday nights, you know, they mattered because it would be ranked teams. It would actually be a ranked team. And uh, they were pretty good, man. They put up some serious points on people, lighting them up.
0: You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Miami plays Miami this year.
1: Whoa. I need to
0: double check this. The battle of Miami. Let me Let me figure this out. September first. Miami, Ohio visits Miami, Florida. Let's do it. I'd hate to call that game. No doubt. Cause you're asking just for confusing screw-ups. Miami throws it
1: and Miami picks it up.
0: Oh God. Cause you're gonna have to start, yeah, throwing out was it, Redhawks, you gotta throw out hurricanes, uh-huh. you gotta go with mascots the uh-huh. whole time.
1: Uh huh. The U. You say the, the U. U versus the O. Oh, man. Has uh, Miami of Ohio, are they any good? I haven't heard a thing about them and I have no idea. I couldn't tell you a thing about them. I really... only thing I know about them is Ben Roethlisberger. That's it. Otherwise, I don't know. I know that uh, they play in the MAC. They <laughs> no, do. No, the Max out. The Max done. You know, out of all of this... All of this... Uh, Conference realignment. It's nice to see that the MAC has held together, and they still got Miami of Ohio and Toledo and Buffalo and Akron and all the other teams that are
0: just horrid. They are the they are the conference that college football was meant to be. Yeah, for sure. We got to figure it out. We have our conference. Let's sit back and relax yeah. and watch the sh- the, uh, the the stuff happen. I almost cussed big time. <laughs> oh my god! I almost I almost made. The biggest slip up in my career. In
1: true Mac fashion, fashion.
0: <sighs> we need to take a break, Travion. <laughs> Cut that from the podcast. We got to take a break when we come back. We'll get to the purple and black news next. <laughs> well. Back on the game, Mitch Fortner, David G, Travion Berkland. After further review, we went to break. After further review, I did not cuss. No, good news. It was just a shh. Yeah, it's like a shushing yeah. you. Yeah, I got, skipped a beat on you that got nervous one. Nervous there. I haven't said a big cuss word on the radio yet, so yeah. I'm trying to keep my record clean. You're a pro. I would have told you if you had a, you had a cuss. Listen, we could be fined ten grand. That's true, for a cuss word, a bad one. Whoa, boy. One of the seven deadly words you can't say on the radio.
1: Yeah, let's repeat them real quick. Um, <laughs> Actually, off this. the top of
0: my head, I don't think I could give you all of them. Me either. All right, well, let's get to the bad news for Purple and Black. Mm. Um, which, by the way, I, I, I saw they now have a, uh, a YouTube account and they're really? making videos, and it's like a day one. Video. I happen to be in it. Cause, well, Thursday in studio, we had Jordan Riques, Roberts, DJ Johnson, and Clint Stewart to talk about Purple and Black at the TBT starting uh, Thursday. They play and, Thursday.
1: And then they put you in the, on the YouTube.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was just sitting there while J.O. Cool. was talking about getting the team, getting the guys together. But uh, So actually, there's a couple of additions and then one subtraction, unfortunately. But that subtraction is a big one. Jacob Pullen oh, is on. out. Yeah, that's and I don't know why. Haven't seen, haven't heard. But uh, Jacob Pullen, who at the game winner in the first round last year, is now out. Come on, unfortunately, the two additions, Rodney Magruder is going to be in a GM role. Which I mean, he's still I think playing in the league. He was with the Pistons. I don't because I think he's like a year by year contract situation. I think he's a free—I'm not exactly sure what his status is. He's a free agent,
1: okay. yeah. But uh, they had a really nice article written about him. I don't—I'm not sure if it was the Athletic or just the Detroit Free Press, but uh, they wrote about him and how uh, his teammates loved him. All those—the young, young team the Pistons have, they loved Rodney McGruder.
0: Rodney McGruder's 31 now. I can't uh-huh. believe that. He's really grown up on us, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, has. I'm only a year or two older than him. Dude, he's, he's turning a turning 33 soon. He's a grown male. But I mean, the, the roster is still stacked, just kind of scrolling through the page. Thomas Gibson, Mike McGurl, um, Marcus Foster, Martavius Irving, Kamal Stokes, Justin Edwards, DJ Johnson, Henry Walker. Uh, let's see, Desi Sills, Clint Stewart, and Curtis Kelly are both assistant coaches. you got Bebe Igiola, who's also been added to the roster. The other addition that is an actual player is going to be playing a little point guard for purple and black. And he's a former hashtag my guy for John Kurtz. Javon Thomas. What? Has been added. He's going to wear number 12. My God. The former K-State and Seton Hall point Ah, guard. Ah, yeah! If I can bust some nuggets here for just a second, I'm just glad it's not a Texas Southern alumni team that the purple and black face in the first round. (laughs) A little bit concerning if it was. He had a bit of a rough ending to that game, you remember? Oh, I do remember. The inbounds play sales out of bounds. Oh, I do remember that. And then... Texas Southern is inbounding underneath their own hoop, yeah. catch and shoot at the buzzer with a second to go. Oh, I, I think there was something else actually before that as well. Maybe like some Javon Thomas did. Like, unfortunately for that guy, that's all he's going to remember by, unless he can redeem himself. Yeah, in the TBT was the he, basketball tournament. He's the guy.
1: If we're being honest here, like he's the dude that couldn't shoot a free throw. Like he he wasn't great at free throws, right? Like I have a friend. Who went to see when Kentucky when K State and Kentucky played back in those days when like Javon Thomas was on the team somebody was watching uh Kentucky fan was watching him shoot free throws and turned to my friend and was like dude I'm sorry man that that stinks
0: you're right yeah. um, at K State Javon Thomas was 45% oh my God. from the free throw line. Javon,
1: hey, shout out to you, man. I'm glad you're back, buddy. Let's give him a break. Yeah, I'm going to give you a break. I'm totally giving him a break. He's awesome. He's great. I could never hit a free throw in my life, so good job. He
0: was 25% from three. Oof. 34% from two. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Averaged three points a game. Great guy. You know, I remember seeing him around the BTF and, like, for media stuff. Yeah, he was a really nice Nobody kid. Nobody was more friendly than yeah, Javon Thomas. A really nice kid. All right, hour number two. We'll kick things off with who will be the catapult for K advancing its offense for football 2023. Also, as soon as your local news.